I am here to preach the word of the Lord. However, I, I do want to share something with all of us this morning that I think will serve us well as we endeavor to navigate this journey of life that we're on. Whether you're just starting out in life like these graduates are today, or whether you have been around the corner and around the block and you've seen a thing or two, whatever it is, maybe you've done that, I wanna share some principles from God's word that I think are gonna be a blessing. And I'm reading today from Proverbs, the third chapter, Proverbs chapter three and verse number one. And forgive me for reading the New Living Translation today, but I like the way that it reads. And it says this, it says, My child, never forget the things that I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. And if you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder and write them deep within your hearts. And then you will find favor both with God and with people. Oh, you, you, you need to take a note of that. Finding favor with God and with people and you will earn a good reputation. How many want a good reputation? Yeah. My focus is gonna be on verses five and six though, where he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do and he will show you which path to take. With the help of the Lord today, I want to talk about the paths that we take. The paths that we take. Heavenly Father, we love you today and we thank you for the spirit that we feel in this room. God, each and every individual, Lord, that made the commitment today to come to your house and to worship you in spirit and in truth, and I pray that you would honor that decision today. I pray, God, that your word would saturate us and wash us this morning. God, open our hearts and minds to receive what we need from you. God, we thank you, Lord, for your blessings. We thank you for who you are. And it's in Jesus' wonderful name we pray these things. And everybody said amen today. Amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated in the name of the Lord. One of, my favorite, one of my favorite movies growing up was the timeless 1939 classic. You heard me right, 39 classic, The Wizard of Oz. Amen. The story was based on Frank Baum's best-selling book entitled The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Both the book and the movie revolve around a teenage girl named Dorothy who gets whisked away to a magical land called Oz. All she wants to do when she gets to Oz is get back home to Kansas, right? We're not in Kansas anymore, Toto, right? I wanna get back home. She expresses her desires to go home and as she does that, 
Dorothy is told that in order to get back home, she must first travel to a place called the Emerald City, and she has to visit the all-powerful Wizard of Oz. When she asks how to get to the Emerald City to see the wizard, she's instructed, and I quote, it is always best to start at the beginning, right? All you need to do is follow the yellow brick road. Just follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, yeah. You know what I'm saying. As it turns out, finding her desired destination wasn't that difficult. It was simply a matter of following the road that would lead her to where she wanted to go, right? Dorothy would encounter some obstacles along the way. She would meet some interesting characters, but she never got lost along the way because she simply followed the yellow brick road. Eventually, she found herself right there where she wanted to be in front of the Wizard of Oz and ultimately got to go where she wanted to go, but it was not because of the people that she met along the way. It was not because of some special set of circumstances or power. No, Dorothy ultimately ended up in the right place because that was the destination that the path she traveled led to. Wouldn't it be great this morning if there was a yellow brick road that led to wherever it is in life that you wanted to go? Yeah. Imagine, if you will, a yellow brick road that leads to financial freedom. Imagine a yellow brick road that leads to a marriage that makes you want to come home early every day. Mm. Imagine, if you will, a path that leads to better health or leads to more opportunities or to that dream job or career. Imagine a path that leads you out of bad situations or leads you out of guilt or leads you out of depression or even shame. If there were a yellow brick road for all of that, if, if there were some kind of path for all of that, we would probably stop looking for solutions to our problems and we might start simply looking to get our lives on the right path. The truth is today we all know people who seem to have problems. Many of us here today might raise our hand and claim to have more than a few. But I gotta tell you, if you really get down to the heart of the matter, you understand that people don't really have problems that need to be fixed as much as we have directions that need to be changed. You, you might wanna jot that one down. We don't have problems that need to be fixed. We, we have directions that need to be changed. Cars have problems that need to be fixed. Computers have problems that need to be fixed. Human beings, no, we have directions and paths that need to be altered. I've talked to many, many people over the years that'll say, Brother Sizemore, I need to talk to you about my problems. But, but what they're really, really trying to say and what they really need to talk about is a change in the path that they're on. They don't need advice, they don't need a solution. No, somewhere in life they chose the wrong path and they need to change their direction. For most of us that have already lived a little bit of life, we can look back at where we've been and the paths that we've traveled are clear and they're evident. 
We have the proof. We have the scars. The stories that most of us could tell today would be many. In hindsight, things are pretty clear, but hindsight is never the issue. No, it's when you look forward that things get harder to see. It's when we look ahead that we lose sight of the fact that in every area of our life, we are moving in a specific direction toward a specific destination, whether we want to or not. When you look ahead, it's easy to be deceived into believing that life is somehow a series of unrelated decisions that, and, and we're just gonna end up where we wanna be simply by force of, of luck or, 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 good, or good fortune or, or maybe it's our, our good looks, you know, we think is gonna get us to where we, we wanna go, right? So many people will use the phrase, well, I, I, you know, things are just gonna work out. Things are just gonna somehow work out. But I want you to consider this, if there is a well-defined path behind you that has led you to where you are today, then that means that there is also a well-defined path in front of you that like all paths has a specific destination. It's well-defined back there, but it's also well-defined out here. And that brings me today to what is commonly known as the principle of the path. The principle of the path simply says this, the direction that you are currently traveling, the path that you are currently walking in any and all areas of your life will ultimately determine where you end up. And this is true regardless of your goals, regardless of your dreams, regardless of your wishes, regardless of your wants. The paths that we travel trumps all of those things. Doesn't matter what I dream about. If the path that I'm on doesn't take me there, I'm not gonna get there. It doesn't matter what my goals are. If I'm not walking the road that leads me to those things, then I'm never gonna realize those things. And here's what you need to know today. It's direction that determines your destination. It's not your intentions, it's not your hopes, it's not your dreams, it's not your intellect, it's not your education, it's really not even your beliefs. It's direction that determines destination. I know, I know it's tempting to believe that our good intentions and our hard work and all of that are gonna get us to where we wanna be, but it's the paths that we choose. It's the paths that we choose that will determine where we end up. The choices we make today will determine our tomorrow. The paths I travel now will affect where I end up five years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years from now. So this begs the question, with what paths are we, are we traveling? What path are you currently on? And where's that path taking you? Where does that path lead you? Some of you today might not be sure how to answer that question. So here's what you need to know. You need to know that we're all on a path that leads us somewhere. Every one of us ends up somewhere in life Unfortunately, only a few of us are gonna get there on purpose. I said all of us are gonna end up somewhere in life and only a few of us are gonna get there on purpose. So 
whether you accidentally end up in a random place or you purposefully end up in a desired place, it has everything to do with the path that you choose to travel. If you don't know where the path you're currently on leads to, then how do you know it's the right path? How do I know if I'm on the right path? How do I know if I'm making the right choices? Well, I gotta tell you, choosing the right path actually has less to do with information and it has less to do with education and it has everything to do with one word. Are you ready for this? It has to do with submission. Everybody say submission. It has to do with submission. Don't get me wrong, information is good, education is good, young people, graduates, direction is good, but at the starting point, it's really submission. Specifically, submission to the one who knows where each and every path leads to, as well as where they don't lead to. Submission to the one who knows what's best for you better than you know what's best for you. Submission to the one that can get you to where you need to be, not just where you want to go. Mm. See, when we get out ahead of God by thinking that we don't need God or thinking that we can do just fine without God, we, we don't need him, I don't need church, I don't, I don't need all of that stuff, I don't need those things. Without his direction, without God's wisdom, things tend not to go very well. In fact, it oftentimes take ye, takes years before we realize we've made a mistake, we've been on the wrong path. The man who wrote the words in the text that we read today, Proverbs chapter three, if you didn't know this, he is regarded as one of the wisest men, if not the wisest man to ever live. King Solomon. If there was ever a person who could have trusted his own ability and his own logic to what path to travel, it would have been Solomon. I mean, Solomon wrote three of the most fascinating books in the Bible. He wrote the book of Proverbs, right? Which I highly recommend that all you graduates read as soon as possible, right? Because you're gonna need that. When I was 15 years old, my grandma, God love her, she stopped me in the foyer at church and she pulled me aside and she said, have you ever read the book of Proverbs? And I was like, I think so. And she was like, I want you to read a chapter of Proverbs every day for 31 days. And then when you get done doing that, do it again. And so guess what I did? I went home, I started reading the book of Proverbs, one chapter every day for 31 days, and I did it again. And then I did it again. And guess what? I'm still doing it today, right? Yeah, that's a good habit to get into. He wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, which is a great read, especially if you're a young adult, if you're here today and you're in prime, check out the book of Ecclesiastes. If you're over 30, check out the the book of Ecclesiastes. And then he also wrote the Song of Solomon, which you can't read till you get married, okay? Just just put that out there. That's that's duo, that's duo stuff, yeah. When Solomon was a young man, around 20 years old, he took over the throne from his father, David. Now David, you gotta know, David was the greatest king that Israel had ever known. He was a man after God's own heart. David knew how to shepherd sheep. David, he knew how to play beautiful music. He was a psalmist. He knew how to work a slingshot. 
He knew how to fight off lions and bears and giants, oh my, right? Yeah, he knew how to do that. But David also understood, understood the significance of being on the right path. That, that's, what, that's what led him to write such things in the Psalms as Psalm 1 and 6, where he said, the Lord watches over the path of the godly. Where he said in Psalm 5, lead me in the right path, O Lord. Psalm 116, where David said, that will show me the path of life, and in thy presence is fullness of joy. Psalm 23, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Psalm 25, show me the right path, O God, to follow. Psalm 119, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And Psalm 139, lead me in the path of life everlasting. These scriptures help us to know today that David understood the importance of the path. That he was as interested in pleasing God through the path that he walked and that God took interest in the path of his life. And since David loved, and since David loved God so much and God loved David so much and because Solomon was David's son, when Solomon took over the throne, God presented Solomon with a very unique opportunity. God said, Solomon, I'm gonna give you one thing. You can ask for anything that you want and I'll give it to you. Wow, I mean, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Almighty God is gonna give me one thing and I can have anything I ask for, anything. Solomon, you want long life, it's yours. Solomon, you want money, it's yours. Solomon, you want fame, it's yours. Solomon had a blank check from God. I often think about if it had been me at 20 years old, what I would have asked for. Well, you talk about going down a wrong path. That, yeah, that happened, yeah. But think about it, all the things that you and I would have asked for, Solomon didn't ask for any of those things. Solomon didn't ask for all the stuff that just popped into your mind. Solomon asked for wisdom, wisdom, and God gave it to him. And as a result of that wisdom, Solomon went out and got all the things that you and I probably would have asked for, right? Wisdom. Here's my point. Solomon knew enough to know that information and education alone wasn't enough. Solomon knew that information and education didn't guarantee him anything. Even with this gift of wisdom, he knew better to trust his own human logic and his own human understanding. And so when it came time for Solomon to write, he couldn't help but write the words that we read in the text where he said, trust the Lord with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. Oh, I know you think you've got an understanding and I know you think you've got it all figured out, but Solomon said, no, 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 don't lean on that. Don't, don't depend on that. Don't, don't look back and try to anchor to any of that. He said, no, trust in the Lord with everything you have and lean not to your own understanding. Don't trust your heart, he said but rather trust God with your heart. Don't trust your heart, trust God with your heart. Yeah, Solomon was 
telling us that we need the Lord to guide us. We need the Lord to direct us rather than depending on what I think I know. He was saying in spite of all that you think you know and all that you may have experienced in life, he's saying in spite of all that, don't make the mistake of thinking that you're old enough or wise enough or smart enough or experienced enough or careful enough to be able to depend upon your own understanding. Later on in two separate places, Solomon would write these words in Proverbs 14 and Proverbs 16. He said, there is a path that seems right to a man. Oh, there's a path that seems right before every person, but the end of that path is death. The King James reads like this, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why choosing the best path for your life, hear me graduates, that's why choosing the best path for your life begins with submission. Not, I'm not going to start with my idea. No, I want to start with God's idea. I don't want to start with my feeling. I want to start with God's feeling. I don't want to start with my own education. I want to start by getting in the Word of God and letting God educate me on some things. When considering our options in life, when considering where to begin, it's always best to start at the beginning. And better yet, to start with the one who was there in the beginning. Yeah, he was there in the beginning. He was there. Begin with God. Trust in God. Your path is going to lead you to a life of bad decisions, heartache, regret, shame. But when you trust in the Lord with all your heart, and you don't depend on what you think you know, hmm, then that lets God know that he can direct you and he can lead you and he can order your steps. You gotta understand, your steps might belong to you, but the path you're walking belongs to God. Yeah, understand. And submitting to his path will lead you to a life of joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. My prayer today, God, let me submit my will to yours. Let your word, oh God, shape my life. Lord, let your word affect every decision that I make. God, don't let me think I've got it all figured out because I don't. Let the author and finisher of your faith become the author and finisher of your story. He goes on to say in verse number six, seek his will in all you do. Oh, if there's something that I could tell to the graduates of 2023 and maybe some graduates who are a little older than that today, if I could tell you something, I would tell you, seek his will in all that you do and he will show you which path to take. Notice that he didn't say, seek his will in some things. He did not say seek his will in most things. 
He said, seek the Lord's will in all that you do. All that you do. That doesn't leave a whole lot of wiggle room for anything, does it? He said, in all your ways, in all your education ways, in all your career ways, in all your relationship ways, in all your financial ways, in all of your entertainment ways, in all of your morality ways, all means all, right? In all your ways, uh, seek him and he will direct your path. Another translation of that verse says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, right? In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That, that word acknowledge actually means something a little bit different than what we think of when we say the word acknowledge. We think about acknowledging someone, right? We, and, and Solomon, well, he wasn't talking about kind of a token tip of the cap or, or some kind of obligatory shout out, you know, hey, I'm, I just like to acknowledge Jesus. I just like to thank the Lord, you know for all these blessings. It's like somebody winning an award, you know, uh, winning an Oscar. I just want to thank the Lord, you know. And no, no, he's not, that's not an acknowledgement, okay? I'm not just acknowledging, well, yep, I'd, I'd like to tip my cap to the Lord. No, he, he wasn't talking about that, he, he, just being nice. He, 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 to acknowledge here means to recognize, this is the definition, to recognize who he is and to respond accordingly. to recognize who he is and then to respond accordingly. Yeah, my Lord. And what is the proper response to God? It's submission. That's right. We are to recognize God's authority over all of the facets of our lives. We're to seek and submit to his will in every area, or as Solomon puts it, in all of your ways. And if we do that, Solomon says, he will show you which path to take. Oh, Brother Sizemore, I'm looking for God to show me what path I need to take. I got an idea for you. How about you acknowledge him in all your ways? I got some advice for you. How about, how about you trust in him? How about you not lean on your own understanding, but acknowledge him? And that means to not only acknowledge and recognize him, but that means to respond accordingly. Don't just read the word, read the word and then respond accordingly. Don't, don't just pray the prayer, pray the prayer and then get up and walk out of here and respond accordingly. That doesn't just mean come in and do a little patty cake clap and let them sing you happy and preach you happy. No, that means when I come to the house of God, I'm gonna acknowledge who he is and I'm gonna respond accordingly. And that might mean I gotta lift my hands and that might mean I gotta lift my voice and that might mean I gotta shout a little bit or get out of my seat, but whatever it is I've got to do. I'm going to acknowledge him. I'm going to respond to him and he will direct my path. Oh, somebody shout amen today. Mm. I didn't know y'all was going to make me preach today. Man. So Brother Sizemore, you mean to tell me that there is a way to ensure that I don't end up on the wrong path? You mean there is a way that I can ensure that I don't end up going down the wrong road? 
making the wrong decisions and end up in the wrong destination? You mean there is a way that I can be sure to have my path straightened out and that I can get to the destination in life that God wants me to get to? There is a way to ensure that my life has a purposeful outcome and not just a random outcome? The answer to that, my friend, is a resounding yes. It's a resounding yes. There is a way, there is a path, there is a plan. You gotta understand, Solomon is not suggesting that if we trust God and live for God that he's gonna condone or even straighten out any old path I choose. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying I get to choose the path all the time, right? No, God's not gonna condone me just because I, you know, I'm, I'm, well, I'm coming to church, I'm acknowledging God, so I'm just gonna do what I wanna do and God's gonna be okay with it. No, no, that's not how it works. No, because God doesn't bless people who are on a path that runs contrary to his word. I don't know why God's not blessing me. Well, I got a pretty good idea. It might be because what you're doing runs counter to this. Yeah. No, God doesn't work like that. You can't accomplish God's will for your life by breaking God's law and violating God's principles or ignoring God's wisdom. What this actually means is that if we will trust God with all of our hearts, that he will, when you look at that, direct our paths. When you look at that phrase, direct our paths, it's not Jesus with the traffic cone and and in the crosswalk with a stop sign and a whistle, okay? That's not what we're talking about. Direct my paths, direct thy paths, simply means this, that he will make our path obvious. He'll make your path obvious. He will direct us onto the path that we need to be on to get to the destination that he desires for us. He will make that path obvious to you and then it's up to you and me to step out on faith and to walk the path that God wants us to walk. He will make your path obvious. He's not going to drop you on the path like a tornado, like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. He's not going to pick you up in Kansas and drop you down in Oz. That's not how it works. There's not going to be a tornado that's going to come pick you up and and sweep you off your feet. No, he's not going to force you onto a path. He's not going to put up the bumpers to make sure you end up on the path. No, he merely directs us to the path that leads to his desired destination for our lives. But it's up to you and me to walk the path. And there you have it. Divine direction begins not with information, and it begins not with education. No, divine direction begins with submission. Submission to God, submission to God's word, submission to godly authority, submission to the will of God, submission to the ways of God. I'm gonna tell you, if if your destination is heaven, there is a path that leads there. And there's a path that doesn't. Yeah. If your destination is to try to get to heaven, there is a well, there is a clearly defined path. 
It's not a guessing game. It's not, well, I'm gonna roll the dice. Well, I'm just gonna take my parents' word for it. Well, I just, I'm gonna hope everything works out. No, if I'm trying to get to heaven, this is my roadmap right here. And there is a well-defined path that will get me to where I wanna go. If your destination, if your destination today is salvation, I'm here to tell you there's a path. Salvation isn't just, you know, wake up and hope the numbers come up right on the Powerball. That, that's not it. No, salvation, salvation isn't something locked, some kind of lottery system. Salvation, it doesn't work like that. No, salvation is I've got to be intentional about the path I walk. Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You know what that is? That's a path. That's a path. It's a path that leads to salvation. And here's the, here's the newsflash, that path isn't just for you. But Peter said it's for you and it's for your children and it's for, I'm talking about a multi-generational path to salvation. It's for you, it's for your children, it's for your children's children and it's to anybody who wants it. There's a path. Maybe you're here today and you need deliverance. There's a path. There's a path for that. Maybe you're here today and you want to have a better marriage. I'm here to tell you there's a path. There's a path. Oh, it's not an easy path. You'll get apples thrown at you and maybe some other things. But there's a path. There's a path. Yeah. No, if it's direction and blessing that you seek in your life, I'm here to tell you there is a path. I'm not here to tell you that path is easy, but Jesus, because Jesus even said the broad and the wide path, that's the crowded path. Everybody wants to walk that broad path. Everybody wants to walk that travel that, that, that broad path, but that path, Jesus said, leads to destruction. What you want is the straight and narrow path because straight is the gate and narrow is the way. And there won't be as many people on the straight and narrow path, but Jesus said that's the path that you wanna travel because that's the path that leads to life and life everlasting. I've come to tell you today, if you want life everlasting, there is a path. It's a straight and narrow path. It might not be the path everybody else is walking, but there is a path for life and life more abundantly. And if you want to walk paths that lead to heavenly places, uh, then you need more than education. You need more than information. You need more than common sense. Uh, you need more than good advice. You need Jesus. I said you need Jesus. You need to be in love with Jesus. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. You need to be filled with the spirit of Jesus. You gotta have a daily relationship with Jesus. You need to live your life with a posture of dependency on Jesus because seeking Jesus in all you do and acknowledging him in all of our ways means that he will direct the paths that we take. Can somebody shout amen today?
Musicians can come. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping this up. Solomon would go on to say in Proverbs chapter 4, he would say these words. He would say, ponder the path of thy feet. We're going to take a few moments here in, just a, in a little bit, and we are going to do just that. We're going to ponder the path of our feet. He said, ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. The writer of Hebrews would say, mark out a straight path for your feet. I, I may have told this story before, but when I was, when I was 16, I, I took driver's ed, and you ought to be thankful I did. <laughs> driver's ed, we, we had a crazy old driving instructor. He was in his 60s, he didn't care. He was taking his life into his own hands every day. <laughs> he looked at that car full of 15 and 16 year old kids and he said, listen guys, if you really wanna learn how to drive, the best place, the absolute best place to learn how to drive is downtown Cincinnati. Day one. I'm not talking about we've been doing this for a few weeks, I'm talking about day one. We were all scared to death. You know, downtown with all of its construction and one-way streets and, you know, all the scary stuff. But there was one lesson that he taught us that I'll never forget. And as it turns out, it doesn't just apply to driving, but it applies to too many areas of our lives as well. This is what he said. He said, kids, he said, when you're driving, he said, don't look at the cars that are passing you and don't look at the cars that you're passing. He said, because we all have a tendency to steer in the direction that we look. We have a tendency to drift in the direction of the things that have our attention. Mm. Because attention determines direction. And remember, direction determines destination. Today, as we travel this path of life, we do have a tendency to drift toward the things that get our attention. And the things that have our attention in life are the things that often determine the path that we travel. And the path that we travel will most certainly always determine where we end up. And so I got to ask you today, what has your attention? Is it a career that has your attention? Is it money and things, stuff? Is it college? Is it that boyfriend or that girlfriend? Is it entertainment that has your attention? Is it hobbies? For some of us older students, maybe it's retirement that has our attention. What are you giving yourself to right now that may have gotten your focus off of your ultimate destination? Does God have your attention at all today? I wonder, does God have our attention? I suppose to answer that question, all we have to do is look at the way our lives are drifting. Am I staying on the path or am I 
drifting to the left side or the right side. Look at the choices that we're making, the directions that we're heading. Maybe you're here today and you're just starting out on your own path in life. Maybe you're not sure if it's the right path. Maybe you need some direction. Here in just a moment, I'm gonna invite us all to come to an altar today and we're going to ask the Lord to get us back on track. And we're gonna ask the Lord to help us to find the path that he wants for us. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, my attention is being pulled in, in all the wrong directions and all the wrong ways. I, I can't seem to get focused. I can't seem to break free. I'm drifting toward one place and I, I don't wanna be doing that. Today, let me, let me invite you to refocus. Why don't you let God realign your heart today and put your attention and your affection back on him and he will redirect your path. Would you stand with me today? The paths we take We'll take a little inventory. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes with me right now. I want you to think about the path that you're walking on right now. Is it a path of blessing? Is it a path of favor? Or is it a path of unrelenting disappointment, frustration in your life? Today, you don't have problems that need to be fixed. You have a path that needs to be altered. And we're gonna sing a song here in just a moment. And I'm gonna open up this altar and I'm gonna invite you to come today and let God order your steps. Let God firmly plant your feet upon his solid rock. You're gonna come and you're gonna ask the Lord to put your feet on a different direction. God, change my path, alter my path. Let me walk in the, in the, in the steps of the righteous. God, let me walk, God, in godly ways and in fruitful ways. God, let me end up where you want me to end up because God, I might be heading down a path that, that's not a good one. Maybe you're here today and you've been on a path for a little while and you're looking around and you're thinking maybe you've chosen the wrong path. You don't like where things are heading. You're tired of fussing and fighting. You're tired of the obstacles and the frustration. I'm here to tell you, you can change course today, but you gotta let him do it for you. Come on, as we sing today, we're gonna open this altar. I wonder who, who will come today. Come on, let God direct your paths. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct the paths that we take. Jesus, lead me, Lord. Come on, if you're on a path today, God can direct your path, He can change your path. Lead me, Lord, I God, I need you today. I need you to order my steps, God. I need you, God, to put my feet upon that path that leads to righteousness.
that can be different for you, that can change for you. Come on, let God order your steps. Let God alter your path today. right now and lay hands on them and pray over them. Why don't you find somebody around you and put your arms around them and pray with them right now. God wants to redirect their path. Come on, acknowledge Him. Respond accordingly.
are still in the sanctuary. Brother Mario and Sister Michaela has come. We're going to pray over them. They leave this week to go on their missions trip to the Czech Republic. Did I get that right? And we're going to let have the ministry lay hands on them today and pray a prayer of protection, pray a prayer of anointing over them that God will order their steps, that he will guide the paths of their feet, that they will walk through the doors that God is going to open for them. Amen. Brother Jordan, if you could get a bottle of oil today, I'd like to call Brother Dixon, Brother Kovach, Brother Duvall, Brother Glasgow, all of our ministry, if uh, ministries could come. Amen. Brother Jordan, Brother Andrews, all of our ministry come today. And I'll, if you're in the congregation, stretch your hand this way and let's pray over Brother Mario and Sister Michaela right now. God, in the name of Jesus, God, we know that you are well able, God, to touch them and keep them, God, as they go on their trip. God, right now, I'm praying that the anointing of the Holy Ghost would go with them. God, order their steps. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. God bless you today.